Oh boy, some of you are not going to like today's episode. So uh, first off, welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. We're running with a different format for uh, a couple weeks, just getting straight to it. And so uh, you're experiencing it. This is the format. No bumper, no fluff. Um, today's episode may ruffle a few feathers, and I've debated releasing it or not, but I think it's an important enough topic to at least start some conversation, right? Uh, I hope you hear my heart in this and um, uh, and realize I'm not just trying to pick on uh, you because this is you. Today's episode is, is geared really towards those of us that are actively using playback and a band as a playback tech. Um, and we're talking about playback rigs for a moment. So this is gear. So this is really, really fun. Um, but it's I, I'm starting to notice what I would say is potentially an alarming trend. Uh, you know, people posting things on Instagram, p- posting pictures of their rig on Instagram. And I see this this kind of theme coming up over and over. And I, I've had a couple chats with a couple of friends. They'll all remain anonymous that are working playback techs. Um, uh, fewer working with like major artists out on the road doing things. And uh, they kind of shared my same, um, uh, not frustration, but my same worry, my same fear. That's a better way to say it. And I think that's the heart of all of this that I'm trying to, the way I'm approaching this is not from a like judgmental thing, but just a, and I've, I've been around long enough to know where this could potentially end up if you're not careful. Long story short, um, I, I would encourage you to not try to make the goal of the rig that you're building to make it Instagrammable. I would make, uh, I would avoid the goal of trying to build a rig to make it look beautiful. What I keep seeing is I see this alarming trend particularly with, I think, younger folks that are just getting into playback that are building playback rigs that have so many things stuffed in such a small space. Um, and, and again, it's it's impressive that you're able to fit all of those interfaces. You got like six Play Audio 12s in there. Uh, you got like three Universal Audio interfaces in there, all powered by one power supply. That's awesome. That's 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 great. But I'm seeing this alarming trend of not all these things fitting nice and tight. Like, that's great. That's a that's a, a really, um, that's amazing. You should do that. I love uh, guys like Steven Primo, Savant Playback, that are coming up with these innovative solutions to fit things into um, a small space. That's not what I'm saying. The, the heart of what I'm saying, though, is I see people with these playback rigs where every cable is cut to the exact length that they need it to be. Um, and everything is in precisely the right place. And everything is ooh, the cardinal sin of playback rigs. Everything is zip tied to the rack in the perfect place. And everything looks perfect. Now, what's what's the problem with that? Will, are you just jealous because you're kind of a slob and you, you, you know, everything's kind of always a mess? Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's that's why I'm a bit of a slob. But the trend that makes me nervous is people building rigs that are very hard to troubleshoot live in the moment and rigs that are very hard to expand because it's like custom design. It's a bespoke thing for a particular setup and there's no room for expansion. There's no room for growth. There's no consideration of modularity. That concerns me. But I think even the first piece concerns me even more. Um, I, I kind of equate this to pedal board building. And, um, you know, I started playing electric guitar many, many years ago. And um, maybe halfway through my journey as a guitar player, like the trend of this completely like specced out perfect pedal board with tons of pedals on it uh, got really popular. And and yes, that's been popular and been around for a long time. And 
you know, all of us of a certain age kind of idolize the edge and this massive pedal board with lots of different amps and a switching rig and all those sorts of things. But, um, you, you started to see people with these pedal boards where they just stuff all these pedals in and they would cut cables to the exact length that they needed them to be and they would zip tie them together again cardinal sin of building anything do not zip tie it uh and and they'd have everything in just the right place and it looked amazing right you take pictures of it and you're like man i'm a i'm a real guitar player now i can only play minor pentatonic and in the the one a minor position that every guitar player learns to start but I, I'm, I'm a real guitar player now because i i got this power supply and these cables are are, are cut to the right length the problem with those rigs, though, that I saw, and I see this with playback rigs too, is um, Murphy is very consistent. She shows up very consistent. And what I mean by that is Murphy's Law. If something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Um, you you take that rig out on the road and you show up to maybe the third, fourth date. Who Maybe you're lucky you get to the ninth or tenth date and uh, you play your first chord and guess what happens? Something's not working. In that instant, when everything goes wrong and you're staring at your pedal board, let's move it back to playback rigs for a moment. I don't know why I went on this deep dive of, well, it's because I'm a guitar player, I guess. But let's move it back to, to playback rigs. You're on your ninth show of the tour. Um, you're hopefully, during line check or rehearsal, you're setting things up, hopefully not during the show, but you press play on your computer. Suddenly your ninth output is not working. Check your XLR cable. Okay, that's that's good. We know that that's working to the console. Um, you look at your interface, it's metering. It's getting output from Ableton. And you're going, okay, what's the problem here? Well, I've got this custom designed uh, uh, pass-through snake that's connected you know, from my Play Audio 12 to an XLR pass-through that goes out. It's got to be there. Okay, well, how do I fix that? Well, I got to go get a screwdriver and none of us are prepared enough to actually have a screwdriver. So we got to go bug, you know, the lighting tech for their screwdriver, their multi-tool. We finally get that. We open it up. We go to move the XLR panel off and every cable has been cut to precise length. So we can't actually move the XLR panel. Right. And again, folks that build rigs professionally know enough to leave slack to give us the space to, to adjust that. So I'm not talking, you know, I'm not calling particular people out. I'm just saying, those of us that are maybe new to this are building, you know, exacting, right? So you can barely move it. Um, you know, you touch the back of the cable, you realize you got to resolder or something or whatever. And again, Primo, the folks that are doing this professionally are like making high quality stuff that you're not going to have to resolder on the road. But the road is the road. Things get get beat up. They get banged up. Um, something is going to break. So the, the question I have for you is when something breaks, how quickly can you get in and figure out what the problem is and fix it? And I think my fear that I see with a lot of, again, particularly younger playback techs that are just getting started, is I just wonder if we're building these rigs that look really cool. And I, I don't think any of us are building rigs to look cool on Instagram. That's like a that's like a, a layer of a layer of a layer of a deep of things you need to discuss with your therapist if you're doing that. But um, I, I, I think we're trying to build rigs because we, we um, you know, we want it to look really nice. Maybe we're OCD, right? Again, I, that's... Thankfully, something I don't suffer from. If you could see my desk right now, you would you'd see that that is truly the case. But um, I think we're doing our best. But I think what we're missing is we're, we're not accounting for the fact something will go wrong. So kind of my question to you is, okay, something goes wrong with your rig. How quickly can you find the problem and, and solve it? Um, have you built it in such a way that you can't move to take things off? Um, it, I always tell people if I can't like reach my hand uh, into the rig and plug a cable and get to it very, very easily, it may not be the right rig for me. And it's tough, right? I get it. If we've got a three wide 
um, uh, rock case, and we got lots of room. We can get in and out of that really easily. If we've got a 4U fly rig that we've got to fit into a Pelican case, we're limited on space. But maybe that's where we go, okay, I'm going to put playback here. I'm going to put auto-tune here. Again, I know the cost of checking everything, so I know why we try to stuff it into a small space. But I'm just kind of asking us all to, to, to go, let's prepare for something going wrong and making sure we can get to it really quickly. I think the other piece of this that, that um, is important to me is just the idea of expansion or modularity. Um, again, the only thing that remains constant when working with the artist and the only thing that you can guarantee will not change when working with the artist is that something will change. Um, uh, I did a rig recently where we, we built out a MIDI rig. I can't wait to talk more about that. And um, uh, we were literally in setup and we had spec'd out, you know, a, a rack going by drums, a rack going by keys. And um, uh, something came up and we had to completely change that setup, but we had built it in a way that it was modular so that whether both racks, you know, it was one primary and backup and just ran long cables, or we separated those and we had a drum rack and a keys rack and used ethernet, um, we had kind of accounted for these different scenarios to make sure no matter what scenario we were in, uh, that it would work, right? And we, we could adapt to that. And so I think my fear is sometimes when, and I think I've told this story before, I remember years and years ago, I was traveling with a worship leader. We went to this, this church, I think it was in Atlanta somewhere, and they had just redone their building and it you know, was really, really nice, brand new sound system, everything. And it was like a, a you know, I'm going to get the number wrong, but a, a large orchestra. I'm not going to count a number because you'll see how little I know about orchestras. But there's a large amount of orchestra, big choir, big band. Um, uh, not like do 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 big band, but you know what I mean. Um, it was it was a lot of people, right? Uh, expensive setup, and I showed up with my guitar amp, and I said, "Hey, can I just get like a fifty-seven for my guitar amp?" And the guy looked at me, and he was a contractor. He didn't work there. He said, "You won't believe me when I tell you, but we just did this multi-million-dollar remodel of this building, and I don't even have a single fifty-seven. And he wasn't lying. It wasn't like he was saying that to try to get me just to plug in. He really did mean it. Like they had built this room custom order, right, to order, but it was literally built to their exacting needs and they had no room for growth or expansion. So again, I hope you hear my heart in that. What I'm trying to say is um, uh, build for the future, leave room for the future, build for, hey, I'm going to get this interface so that if I want to add MIDI connectivity to that flexibility, I can connect an Ethernet cable and connect MIDI, or I'm going to build this, this MIDI rig and I'm going to use iConnectivity uh, gear so that I can connect and I can kind of build out. And instead of maybe buying a Mio XL, I'm going to buy a Mio XM here with the hope that, okay, uh, we're going to add Ethernet from kind of uh, our mothership, if you will, Ethernet to a, a, a drop on stage and we'll connect everything to that. But eventually we're going to do Ethernet drops to maybe three different Mio XMs on stage so that everyone has kind of their own space and we can expand from there. You're kind of like, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but you're, you're planning for expansion and growth as opposed to limiting yourself to saying, we can't do anything beyond this. That was the heart of an episode, I think three, four weeks ago now, where I said, stop you know limiting your band from progressing. Um, and this idea of us kind of saying, this is all I know, arms crossed, we're not doing anything other than that. I think it's kind of the same concept. So again, I hope you heard the heart of uh, what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to pick on 
people that post their rigs on Instagram. It's an amazing community, great community to learn from. I'm not picking on people that build rigs professionally. They, there's some amazing, amazing people doing amazing work doing that. They know what they're doing and you can trust what they're doing. I'm just asking us all to go, okay, let's, let's maybe make some ugly rigs. Like I'm okay with an ugly rig every now and again. Uh, I'm okay with a, a Hosa cable every now and again. Mogami, they got plenty of money. Let's 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 uh, let's give them a break for a little bit. Throw some some real butt ugly Hosa cables that are default leak for a while because they're cheap to replace and they're easy to get to. So uh, ugly, ugly rigs for the win. Maybe hashtag ugly rig on this one. Um, but anyway, again, I hope you got the heart of this episode. If you enjoyed this. Uh, consider sharing this with somebody I shared in last week's episode. This is honestly the best way to grow the show is, uh, just share this with people you think that would enjoy it. Uh, if you enjoyed it uh, and you're watching on YouTube, please consider subscribing, enabling the bell icon. Uh, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, Spotify, follow, subscribe to the show, uh, consider leaving a rating review and hopefully something that isn't like this guy hates like nice rigs and he's a fat, stupid head. So maybe something other than that, but Uh, Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.